This is Conversations with Corliss, the podcast that features real and inspiring people who are leading their lives with purpose, passion, and confidence. Through their stories, advice, and expertise, you will be empowered with tools and insights to become the leader you are meant to be. Your host, Corliss, is a Dare to Lead trained, certified success principles coach, best-selling author, and inspirational speaker. As an entrepreneur for more than two decades, she has coached, trained, and mentored thousands to tap into their personal power and realize their potential. Through her company, Corliss Co., she will help you dream again and break through what holds you back from leading the life you want to have. Connect with her today at corliss.ca. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. With my kids more independent and my career not as fulfilling as it once was, I found myself wondering if this was it and what was next for me. I went looking for answers to recreate my life, and I found them in having meaningful conversations with inspiring people. That's what we'll do here for you. Whatever you're looking for, I'm glad you're here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This episode is sponsored by Diana Lee, the author of Silently Said. I believe with all my heart that underneath we as human beings are all the same. We have different circumstances and backgrounds, but underneath we're really all the same. We all have fears, experience struggle, and at times feel lost and alone. We may even question our value or purpose. This is why hearing the raw, real, and vulnerable stories of others helps us. We don't feel so alone in navigating life, and by learning how others rise through the storm, we become inspired that we too can do the same. I read Silently Said, and I'm so honored to share my experience. Often, it takes me a while for me to get into a book, and most books I don't even finish, but not this book. I was engaged from the first chapter, and I truthfully did not want to put it down. It was both heartwarming and heartbreaking. The wisdom is timeless, and it will help you view your own life differently. This is a must-read, and I highly encourage you to get your copy today. Nestled in a quaint and quiet small town just down a dusty gravel road lived a family plagued with a mystery they can't solve. Diana, born in March of 1978, the youngest of four children, all born within six years, is caught in the crossfires of distress battling her own illness and the ones haunting the family. Diana and her siblings must make their way in the world as their mother's health fails and their father's alcoholism strangles the family system. Roles shift, no longer dependent on age or ability, but who can do the job. They say lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot, but as luck would have it, for the Kirk family it does. With flight or fight ignited, Diana operates in full survival mode. A writer at heart, Diana harnessed the healing powers of writing. This is her healing journey. (laughs) 
I am so glad that you're joining us today. This conversation excites me to share because inside the next 30 minutes or so, you'll learn some powerful strategies to find purpose through change and key questions to ask yourself as you do. Peg Beaton has been a career counselor for 30 years and has been facilitating strategies for success across Canada for many years. Her coaching has a holistic focus, helping people come together mentally, emotionally, physically, and even spiritually. Her new book will help you navigate grief and help you find purpose and meaning through life experience. As you listen on this conversation, I want to encourage you to recognize that you have purpose and it will evolve as you do and that change is inevitable but almost always leads us to something better. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the show, Peg. I'm so thrilled that you're here. In our you know, beginning conversation when we were off the record, I sure enjoyed getting to know you, and I'm excited to bring you to the listeners today. Thank you for joining us. It's an honor to be with you, Carlos, and I really appreciate the opportunity to share with your community and then to be able to share you with my community. Oh, how lovely of you. Thank you. So today we're talking about purpose through change. And you know, those are two really big words in one sentence, because so many of the people that we both serve often find themselves searching for purpose and having to navigate change. I think no one kind of gets through life without having that experience on some level. So let's talk a little bit about purpose. Let's let's begin there because it's kind of the foundation of the conversation. Do you believe that every person has a purpose? And if so, why? It's a, a core belief for me, Corliss, that every person has a purpose. I believe that we are on this earth at this time because there is something unique that we have to bring to this world. So when I look at the world as it is, it the purpose for me is always coming back to what is my role, my purpose in what's happening uh, in my life, in my family and my community and the earth as a whole. Hmm. So true. I, I share that belief that you have, and I'm sure many of the listeners will align with that as well, because what happens it, or in my belief system, that when my life is over, my purpose has been fulfilled. That is, that is kind of where I've landed at this ripe age of 52 years old. That's kind of why I think like, that's why I'm here. I'm here to serve a purpose. I bring something to the world, whether it be my world like in my immediate circle, in my own community or in the actual world, right? Absolutely. I totally agree with you. So sometimes as we navigate life, though, we can kind of lose our way and we kind of get disconnected from ourselves. And, and we start asking ourselves, like, what's my purpose? Like, who am I? It's like in the process of living life, we can we can lose that sense of ourselves. Can you talk with us a little bit about either your own experience there or what you know as a coach and mentoring other people? The key, I think, uh, for me, Corliss, is... Um, it took me a long time because I would, you know, I am a perfectionist. Uh, no longer, I would say, am I a perfectionist, but, and I managed my life and controlled my life. And so change for me was a major, major challenge uh, because I always say I'm just routinized. <laughs> so that, that's kind of my term for you know, liking to be in in control and knowing how things are happening. Uh, 
And so change was the biggest challenge I think I ever had. And I've come to the point where when I started to recognize and believe that change is really the only constant we have today. And understand I am in my 70s. So it's not, you know, it's part of, of my upbringing. But when I could recognize that, then the things that were happening around me, I was more flexible to be able to move with them and see my purpose within that. Okay, so you've just bridged the gap between change and purpose, but I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. So everyone has a purpose. We've already established that. We share that belief. And and if you as a listener share that belief, then keep on listening. So you have a purpose that you're here. Sometimes living life, navigating change, we go through that and we can kind of lose ourselves and maybe start to wonder what is what is my purpose? How can change actually be a prompt for looking within to connect to purpose again? Uh, I think it kind of opens the door. Um, and so often when we talk about being on a path and then, you know, we kind of get off that path. And for myself, getting off that path was uh, working and working and working. So doing, uh, you know, careers and jobs that were fulfilling, but that took me away from who I was. So I, I then became part of whether it was the company or the nonprofit or whatever. I, I, I was there to serve them and losing sight of myself. So when change occurred and I decided to retire, uh, from the position of a counselor, then it was like, I, I've got to get back on track and, and get myself back on my purpose. Because otherwise, I really, I was exhausted. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Oh, wow. I, like, I love that a lot because I think that the listeners and myself can really align ourselves with that because sometimes we're doing just to do. And it's like we're doing and we're doing and we're doing. And then we put our heads on the pillow last night and we go, why am I even doing this? Or who am I in all of this? What's the purpose? And it's always good to stop and, and take a moment to kind of reconnect to that. So thank you for bringing that up. I like to envision, you know, two paths. So you know, imagine that you're on a path and there's, you know, a fork in the path where you can either go, you know, one way or you can go the other way. And for me, one side is like bright and sunny and the next other side is kind of dark and dismal. And if I stay on the path that is dark and dismal, it's simply because I'm being redirected to the path that is intended for me, my purpose of where I'm supposed to be going. And sometimes things get difficult and, and hard and we have to navigate that change so that we can be guided to the bright, sunny side. Have you had that experience? Do you have a story to share that kind of aligns with that? Well, very much so because, um, you know, and, and, uh, we have a, um, our second child was diagnosed with leukemia at 20 months of age. I was teaching and he was given two months to live. Um, and uh, I had just had our third child. So, you know, going down that route of illness, um, it is something that 
you know, is not bright and sunny. And, you know, especially if, if it's a child or right now, I'm presently dealing with my husband with two cancers. Bright and gloomy, or I mean bright and sunny, not on your life. But to take each day and to be grateful and, and um, look at it as it's not the end. And the end will be good, whatever it is. And I look, you know, our son is 47 today with a baby uh, girl, two years of age and a lovely wife. So, you know, um, has it turned around? Absolutely. But sometimes that dark and gloomy is what will transform you and put you back on your path. Wow, I didn't know that part of your story at all. Thank you for sharing that. And what a happy ending in the way of, you know, your son not only survived the two months, but he's alive and well and, and building his own life with his own family. That's beautiful. So in this dark and dismal time, though, it, it is what you're saying is that there's actually purpose to it and that it, it helps us reconnect to what's really important to us. Well, and I just look at at COVID, Carlos, because the thing is, is I wouldn't have written the book about our son, which is healing a family's journey, um, if I if COVID hadn't happened, because I was so busy doing workshops and facilitating training and that kind of thing that I just always said in the back of my mind, you know, I need two things: I need time and money, and I. I would always have one, but not the other. <laughs> well, COVID came along and I had both. But it, I'll tell you, it took me six months to figure that out, to stop doing and start being so that we could share our story as a family. Oh, wow. So there is purpose to everything. You know, purpose is, is something that I have studied. I've literally been seeking it my entire life since a, a little girl growing up on the farm. And I didn't even think about purpose until my life as I got later. And really, in retrospect, it was when I had my first daughter. And when I had my first daughter, I was like, whoa, purpose, my purpose in life is to raise this child now. And it was the first time that I really started questioning or started understanding that purpose is about something bigger than me. And my daughter gave me purpose to my life. And then of course, my other, my other two children did too with each one of them. And then as my life evolved and my children got more independent, I started questioning my purpose and I have had many challenges in my life, as has everyone who's listening to this. And each one of those times, if I get grounded in what you're saying about, you know, there's purpose to everything and, and find kind of the meaning to this and how does this, you know, better me? How, what gifts can I find here? How can I use this, you know, this painful situation to, to create purpose in my life and the lives of other people? It almost is like it's a constant evolution process and we should embrace it and enjoy it and recognize that everything that you're going through has a purpose. Uh, I personally have one of my mottos is that all things work together for good in the end. And through our son's um, illness, like he was 20 months when he was diagnosed, so um, just a baby, 
And um, the thing is, is, is just to, to stop and realize he had purpose. I had purpose. What purpose has, has it been, you know, been for our family? Um, and so the thing is, is, is you get recognizing that it's, it's everywhere and it doesn't matter how dark it is, but all things work out for good in the end. And looking at the world we live in right now, I'm still holding on to that belief. Mm. So I love that a lot. And I want to thank you for saying that because someone listening to this podcast today, I can guarantee you they looked at the the title, Finding Purpose Through Change, and they were like, I'm going to listen to that because I'm missing purpose or I'm going through a big change. So some of the people listening to this are going to be struggling. And what I know about that is that when we're in a place of struggle, sometimes we can't see the purpose. We can't see that it's going to be good in the end. We can't. What would you say to that person? I would say it doesn't matter how dark it is there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm saying that from over 70 years of living life. And as dark as my life has been in many times, there is that little crack that comes and then it begins to open up. And that, in my case, has sometimes been years. Mm. But... The key thing I find is to not lose hope. Not lose hope. And, you know, to add to that, I want to just remind the listener who is feeling that way that you've been through hard things before and you're here, here, and you are still standing and you're still showing up and you're still trying. And that says a lot. That means that there is purpose to it. And when you're in this dark place, you might not see it, but please go back on your past experiences and recognize that you've been through it before. You, and when you were in that dark, difficult situation and really questioning everything, you didn't know how you get out of it, but you did. So you actually can find your own hope in, in reviewing your own journey. You've been through a lot of things, some of them that were silent battles that people don't even know about, but you did it and you'll do it again. Absolutely, you will do it again. And the thing is, is we do not give ourselves credit for what we've been through. And so it's so important that we just take a look at what we have overcome and know that if we're still here, there's a good reason. And we might not see it at the mo- in this moment, but it will be revealed to us. And we just want to take time. And I just encourage people to take 10 minutes a day to stop and just reflect and be grateful for what you do have and 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 allow yourself to feel the fullness of your purpose because it is within you. Hmm. In um, in an additional thought, you know, in my personal growth challenges that I I have available to people three or four times a year, one of the questions that I have them journal about is all of the things that they've gone through in their life and that they've come through that when they were in it they didn't know that they could. 
I'm going to encourage you all, even if we're not in a personal growth challenge right now, I'm going to encourage you to do that exercise. Just do a reflection, How you know, pour a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and sit down and say to yourself, what are the, you know, the five most difficult things that I've navigated in my life? And then give yourself the pat on the back to say, and I did it. <laughs> and I did it. I didn't know how I'd do it, but I did it. And it was hard, but I did it. And somehow that will help you find the strength to kind of keep going and, and to feel like you're awesome because you are, right? Absolutely, you are awesome. I, and I just, for me, it's just to let everybody know how awesome each of us is um, and, and the spirit that is within you and what it has to give to this world uh, is, is there for you. And yes, there will be change. It's a constant. Uh, but just take it one day at a time and sometimes one hour at a time. Okay, I'm going to share a really personal exercise that I do with myself whenever I'm freaked out going through change. And I, I've never shared this before. So this is a first heard. So thank you for being a podcast listener to get an inside scoop into my own process. So when I'm going through change and I am really like in my head about it and it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? This is, this is so hard. I wish this didn't have to change. And I'm kind of resisting the process. What happens when I'm in my head is that I notice that I'm focused on everything that's not going to work out. It's like fear is taking over. You know, my ego is resisting the process and I'm in my head a lot. So what I will say to myself is, you know, I guess in that place, it's like, what if it doesn't work out? Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out about it because that's where I'm at. So instead I change the question from what if it doesn't work out to what if it does? And then I start saying, whoa, this could actually become this really great thing. Because see, sometimes we default to like all the bad things that could happen and we get all caught up in that. But what if it actually worked out? Like, what could it look like on the other side of this? And start getting yourself into that process of whatever situation you're in or whatever it is that you're navigating, getting yourself in the process of, of excitement about the change instead of resisting it. That's just so exciting to hear. And thank you for sharing, Cordith, because it's actually how our brain works. And I have studied the brain extensively and how it works so that I could understand what was going on in my own. <laughs> but that's exactly it. We need to create a picture of what we want in our life and not get caught up with the subconscious part of our of our brain that keeps us uh, in a fear mode. And it'll give us every doubt and question and and resistance that we possibly can. Whereas the creative subconscious, if we can create that new picture of what that change will look like, you're moving in, in the right direction. Amazing. You found the path found the path. Exactly. So that kind of pulls it all together. And Peg, you know, I don't even know the answer to this question. Um, but I have been a huge fan of vision boards in my own life. It's like I, I focus on that path forward all the time and creating that vision and, and shifting from my subconscious mind to the, from the past to a conscious mind of what I'm looking and walking towards in the future. Are you a fan of vision boards? Do you believe that they work, um, especially absolutely. since you've studied it? Absolutely. Okay. Tell us why. <laughs> Tell us why. Uh, the thing is, is it, 
whatever it takes. I also use an exercise, which is, it's called an armadillo. And what it is, is draw a circle and put inside the circle what you want in your life. We've got to create something that moves us forward. Because if we don't get a strong enough picture in that creative subconscious, and whether we physically do a vision board, whether we take a circle and write on the, in the circle what we want in our lives. You know, I had a, just a young man, 22 years of, of age, and he did a, an armadillo and he and his girlfriend. And two months later, they have found property and an acreage where they can start ranching. Wow. But it was in just- their circle. Yeah, you know, just by setting the intention. That's right. And 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 getting, you know, and because we are all different learning styles, sometimes words work better, sometimes pictures work better, sometimes we just want some symbols. So whatever mm-hmm. works for you is what's important. So I use a variety of vision boards, but really, really key because that allows us when that fear comes in. Just get your mind focused on the end result in your vision board. I have a gift for you if you head to my website, but before you do, let me tell you why I'm so excited to give this to you. I have never really followed Arnold Schwarzenegger, but recently I came upon an interview done with him where he said, the most important thing is to have a vision and goals. If you do not, you're drifting around and will end up nowhere. That is something I know to be true and completely connect to. This man defied every odd and became Mr. Universe, a Hollywood superstar and a political leader. With a accomplishments like that, I think we should all listen to his advice. So I've continued studying the most successful people in the world and they all say the same thing. You must have a vision because when you know what you want, connect with why you want it, believe it can happen and take action steps towards it regularly, it will surely happen. I know this is truth in my own life. As a matter of fact, I have four vision boards in my office right now and every time I look at those pictures, I become motivated and inspired to keep moving forward. It is absolutely incredible to see how many things have been realized. There are things that I put on there that when I did, I never thought they were possible and now they are done. This really works. My goal in offering you the free DIY vision board starter kit is to help you live the life of your dreams. Stop drifting around and take the lead on your life, beginning with a vision that inspires you. Head to corliss.ca to claim your free step-by-step guide right now. Okay, I'm going to tell you a really funny story uh, because you just triggered a memory in me and it's the absolute best. So you said the word armadillo and that immediately triggered me to remember when my little my girls were little. We went to this uh, pottery class before Christmas where we were going to make a nativity scene and we had to kind of form the creatures like, you know, for the nativity scene. And the girls were maybe... I think they were like maybe four and six or something. It was a fun, you know, mother-daughter activity. So we go to this, we go to this pottery class or not, it wasn't pottery. Uh, what do you call that when they form the the pot, the, the stuff? Uh, it's not pottery, but it's, it, you get the idea. I can't remember what it's called. 
So anyway, we go to this and as I'm creating the Mary and Jesus, because it was going to be the hardest part, the girls were supposed to create the animals and, you know, they're working at their station. I'm working at mine. And when we come back together, the girls were so proud to show me and the instructor. One of the creatures that they made for our nativity scene was an armadillo. So our nativity scene that I bring out every single year has a little armadillo in it. And it makes me laugh. And, you know, kind of connecting to what we're talking about here is that children, as children, we have our imaginations. Anything's possible. As we get older, we lose that sense of like creativity and that we start to think within limits and confinements of what it's supposed to be and what society's taught us and, and those limited beliefs. Whereas if we go back to being a child and give ourselves permission to dream again, we can cause something so much different to make a shift in our own lives and change can become beautiful it it just it's it's within us and it's up to us uh and this is why i coach rather than the counseling that i did for 30 years is because it's about the answers are within you and all you want is someone to help you guide and direct you and give you ideas uh, uh, so that you can bring that to a fulfillment, which is going to give you so much fulfillment in your life. Hmm, Beautiful. Okay, so we have three closing questions, but I do actually want to ask you one more thing here. I want to give everybody a, a place to start. You know, how do you reconnect with purpose the purpose to you and who you are, if, if you're just feeling like it's lost right now, what, where, where do we even begin here? I find that it's very important that we reach out to someone else because um, even if I've done meditation and that kind of thing, I still can get myself just caught up in my own thoughts. So what I've learned is that by sharing it, sharing it with someone else, then the answers come. And so whoever you find that you can do that with, sometimes family and friends, from my experience, aren't always the best people. But you know within yourself who you can talk to that's going to bring out the best in you. Yes, for sure. And earlier when we were talking, you were talking about the role of like a coach and, and what we really do here is don't give people the answers, we actually help them seek the answers from within. So is, is, is that a part of what you're describing here? Exactly, like reaching out to coaches. And that's why I've shifted from counseling to coaching is because I recognized in 30 years of counseling, that it's sort of um, People waited to to talk to their counselor to figure out what they were going to do. And what I had seen was they had the answer already. So it was really important for them, you know, uh, to just have someone give them a different perspective, give them some light on it from a different idea, uh, from their own experience or from things that that they know. Uh, So coaching for me, and and the thing is, is for guys, (laughs) I love it because they come to me because they say, you coach. We understand coaching. And anybody that's been involved in sports or those kinds of activities, what do they do? They guide, direct you, and give you another way to look at things. 
Mm-hmm. So really, you know, step number one is to find someone who will help you be your guide to the answers that are in you for what's best for your life. Uh, in a podcast episode that I did with David Irvine, um, actually it published just a couple of weeks ago. So if you're looking for another listen on this topic, head to that one. Uh, David said, you know, I'm not a guy, I'm not a I'm not an expert on anyone else's life, but I can help you and help guide you towards being one for your uh, in your own. And to me, that makes sense. And that's actually a lot of what coaching is really all about. If you'd like to connect with Peg, um, I'm going to put in the show notes um, her website, and then you can reach out and connect with her there. So the three closing questions, Peg, are, are this. This is a real leadership podcast. So tell us, what does leadership mean to you? It's being the best you can be so that the people that you connect with are going to find guidance and direction in your leadership because everyone, I do believe, has leadership for their purpose. Lovely. Thank you. And if there was one book that was a real game changer in your own life journey, what book would you want to recommend? Louise Hay was the real life changer for me. And that was way back in 1988 when she first um, self-published her book, Heal Your Body, because nobody else would publish it. And um, then from there, I followed up with her book, Heal Your Life. And what I loved about that book was that she had exercises right in it. And so it gave me a workbook and some new knowledge and information. And mm. I, she, she has since passed, but I love that lady. <laughs> so that would be I, my book. I can honestly say I agree. Uh, like Louise has just been such a huge part of my life journey. And I still reference her work all the time and I talk about purpose. She's not even with us on this earth anymore, but yet her teachings, her spirit, her purpose lives on through all of us. So I highly endorse her and the recommendation that you've just made uh, towards her as well. So thank you for saying that you can heal your life or heal your body. And really the overall teachings are just that you know, whatever's going on in your body physically can be healed. It's, it begins on the inside. So, you know, healing yourself from the inside out is kind of the whole concept of her work. It's, it's incredible, whether that be emotional, physical, spiritual healing that you're looking to do. Yes. Uh, for me, Corliss, it was an answer because I have allergies to antibiotics and anesthetics. So medically, there's no nothing available for me unless I break a bone. And so um, when I started using her Heal Your Body, I could use her affirmations uh, for three days. And if it was emotional, it, it, it would be dissolved. Amazing. Absolutely so amazing. That's how I've used her work since 1988. And I have not needed a doctor since then. Incredible. Incredible. Thank you for sharing that. So the final closing, closing question, but before I ask it, I do need to say, Peg, I have enjoyed this conversation. It is so lovely to get to know you. It's so great to share you with the audience. You have obviously a wealth of wisdom, and I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to share with us today and that you've connected with me on the social channels. And, and uh, I look forward to continuing that with you. So thank you. And thank you. It's been an honor to be with you, Corliss. Thank you. 
So the final, final, final closing question, based on everything that you've been through in your life, which I know has got lots of highs and lots of lows, if you could leave the audience with just one piece of advice, what would you want to leave them with? Seek to be at peace with yourself and you'll create peace in your world. Hmm. Lovely final thought. Thank you so much again, Peg. Thank you for listening, everyone. Don't forget to share the episode. We, uh, we're here serving you as, as freely as we can, and we'd be happy if you would pass this on to someone else that could use the message today. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.